Laura. Hello and welcome again to the Cornetto Minute, the soon-to-be daily podcast where we will review, analyze, discuss, and celebrate Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy, uh, one hiatus returning minute at a time. But for now, uh, we're going to be talking about Spaced, more specifically the season two premiere of Spaced. I'm Nick Jimenez, assistant manager. And I'm Scott Corelli, and joining us... Uh, for this uh, for this premiere of series two of Spaced, we have Naomi Wong. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so happy uh, to have you here. Yeah, no, we're 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 excited to have you here, and um, especially excited because you specifically seem to like pinpoint this as your favorite episode of the show. Uh, at least, unless I was mistaken by you <laughs> requesting this episode, um, but uh, I, I was I was surprised by that, and so I was very excited to have you on for this. Awesome, yeah. No, I mean specifically requested this one for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. One is the John Sim <laughs> stuff. Oh yeah, um, and also because I, it just really tickles me um, when he's watching that fire. Watching the fire? Yeah, when he has issues with George Lucas. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Star Wars stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, well, and I also, uh, I, I think the thing that was struck me is like, uh, you know, the, the little bit that I know about you and about your history as just like a human being on this planet, uh, you went to school in New York and then you came back from England and then came back to England. And so like Daisy's journey here, just I, I'm like watching this and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I could see why Naomi would respond to this episode so much. Yeah, no. Just like her coming back and just being like, London's stupid. England's stupid. I want to leave again. <laughs> I hadn't actually thought about it in those terms before. Oh, but I suppose, wow. Okay. I mean, it's because I, I watched Spaced years and years ago when I was a teenager before I'd been to America. Well, I, I mm-hmm. no, not before I'd been to, before I'd been to America is like more aware of things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, oh. I've never thought about it like that. Oh, okay. Well, mm. um, so, okay. So back is the name of the episode, uh, which is a very, I mean, all of these, all these titles have one word titles, but this one in particular is just very like unpoetic. It's just, it's just very kind of like abrupt back. Um, That's kind of what all of it's such. I, 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 Scott and I are are people that do get pickety nickety about episode titles. We have been known to text each other back and forth for a while about what mm-hmm. to call something. Mm-hmm. So I find it, I'm kind of half offended, half impressed by just the episode titles of, of, of Spaced. Yeah. Cause you're just like, oh, just Back. to be, to, to care that little, like <laughs> about, just, about specifically that. Cause like, right. Yeah. It's, it's just, I like it. I don't know. It's so <laughs> yeah. simple. God, if only, oh. if only we could do that. I know. Um, so, okay. So digging into the episode, uh, there's this great sort of back and forth between what seems to be, it's, it's voiceover between Daisy and Tim Mm -hmm. and Daisy's voiceover seems to be some sort of article or something that she's written. Like an Uh, essay. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and it's very, you know, lots of purple prose and, and it's just very flowery and, um, 
overwrought. Yeah, it's it's bit. very it's very like Woody Allen, whereas Tim's are, is very like Danny Boyle. Well, 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 Tim specifically reminds me of again, you know, where we love we love talking about our our call forwards, our our precursors to things that come later. And every time Tim talks, I just think of the world's end and the opening of the world's end where yeah. you know the, Do you ever have the, that feeling you know, that life well, would never get us? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the beginning of this episode was making reference to a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh well, it was the the Tim Tim's opening line makes reference to Goodfellas, uh, where he says, um, you know, as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a graphic artist, which is, uh, you know, in Goodfellas, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Um, so, and then you know, Daisy's was very leading very heavily on on the opening of Manhattan. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> But oh. I, I don't know that this entire sequence is referencing any one thing necessarily. I mean, it was it was quite um, making a, a fair amount of reference to. Have, have you seen the movie Human Traffic? Oh, it's a no. British movie, and it actually has oh. John Sim in it, which could be a possible thing, oh. considering he's oh. guests in the episode. Um, right. Yeah, it was quite big in the UK, I think, in the nineties. But I mean, you guys oh, didn't crazy. grow up in would, the UK. Would, would it also do the um, the thing where it would hold on a character and they would like skip in place? Um, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long since I've watched it. It might have. That might be what that is from. Mm, yeah, I just remember. I've never. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. That's interesting. Nineties, nineties. Isn't that so funny? How like something can be like a huge. Like a big cultural like like moment in its country of origin, but then like overseas, it kind of like I mean I mean for all I I mean I don't want to excuse my my ignorance. Maybe a lot of people know human trafficking, but uh, I don't know. I just think that's like when whenever I hear about a movie that's like made the highest amount of money ever in China, but it's like never gonna play here. I always think that's really interesting. Well, I mean, yeah. consider that when House MD aired in the U.S., people didn't know Hugh Laurie was English, but he'd been a star in the U.K. for decades. Right, it, didn't, right, it, yeah, it yeah. never occurred to me that anyone outside of the UK wouldn't know who he was. Right. Yeah. Or just the idea of knowing him as Dr. House and not like like Fry and Laurie or or Hugh Laurie would be weird, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah. it's just that the people who are like, it's like, oh my gosh, you're actually not American. I'm like, how could he possibly be American? Have you not seen Blackadder? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or like realizing um, that Rowan Atkinson can, can speak. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. He's very articulate. Yeah, <laughs> would that make Mr. Bean less fun if, like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, Rowan Atkinson, like, oh, like, oh he's really like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now I feel weird. That would, be, that would be pretty weird, actually. Um, I, uh, I, I love this, uh, this Pulp Fiction remake scene. Yes, yeah. Um, I there there are okay so I'm just gonna okay I'm gonna put this on front street now so I'm not okay. burying the lead. Um, I think the Matrix stuff in this is the worst stuff this show has ever done. Uh, I I just I cringe every time I watch this episode because of the Matrix stuff. I I hate it. I just I really hate it. But I love everything else in this. It's I just the Matrix stuff drives me crazy. Here's my here's what I'll say about the Matrix stuff. Okay. They filmed it before seeing Reloaded. Okay. Or or like I, I don't think it's aged I think it's aged poorly because of our relationship with the Matrix has changed. And uh listening to the commentary, uh the new commentary with, with Tarantino on this one, I would think that mm -hmm. I think all Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Jessica Hines Day Stevenson would probably agree with you. Um, yeah, but that doesn't I don't know. That doesn't make it better to me. Like the fact that they agree with me just makes it worse. I think. Yeah, um, it it just kind of feels like the show being like, can we do this or like how? I like mm -hmm. that the show tried to go like like okay, what's too far? And then I I get the agents or the answer. Like okay, well this is this is too far. I I yes, but when there's only fourteen episodes, I have I I don't want to see a lot of learning this late in the game. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. What do you what do you think about the the agents thing? Uh uh Mark Gatiss and uh Yeah, uh, also him being actor? him being him being Mark Gatiss made made a lot 
for me of it being fun. Oh, okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. What what do you what do you think, Naomi? Again, I don't I don't remember having any issue with it when I watched it originally. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even want to think about how long ago that was that I watched it. Um <laughs> Because it's really old now, right? It was 2001? 2001. Wow. Um, yeah, no, it just, I, I always remember the uh, their accents were kind of fun for me. Because <laughs> I knew that, they're just not, um, they're not American actors, obviously. Right. And but it almost like, seemed like they were leaning into it the way that, he, the, the way that, um, uh hugo weaving did where he would mr pronounce the yeah. Uh, yeah right yeah exactly and, and mark gatiss is doing a great hugo weaving agent smith in this episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the, no one's doing like a bad job i just think that it it breaks the show a little for me because this these are the kinds of things that would happen i mean we we're just talking in our last episode, we were talking about that that line that Tim says of like, life just isn't, isn't like the movies, is it? And I, I kind of put a pin in that line as being sort of the the, the kind of the linchpin of the whole show uh, of like, that's that's how, how you that's that's the pitch. Like, that's that's what the show is, is like all these people who are constantly comparing them, their lives to the movies, realizing that their lives aren't really like the movies. Uh, and I really love that. But then this episode comes along and it's like, well, I mean, it's sort of like the movies <laughs> because we still have secret agents hunting us down and, uh, and Daisy knows Kung Fu for some reason. And we, we fight agents and then they show up at our house. They beat us at, at our apartment and they beat up I, Mike. It, it, yeah. They beat up Mike. It's just, it's all very silly. You know what it, it reminds me of? My least favorite episode of Community is the one where it's the worst timeline people what? going into our dimension with like evil like evil Joel and evil evil Yeah. That's my oh, least favorite. Oh right. I, I, yeah. I think it's like the season four finale. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's cause it was a because it was another paintball episode. Um and it was the not Dan Harmon season. Yeah. That's yeah. It. And uh, and I guess the like, the same problem is they seem they kind of break the universe. They're kind of like no pun intended. Yeah. They're they're kind of glitches in the Matrix. Right. Right. We're it, and it's little things like Daisy knowing Kung Fu is just like so deeply against the world, <laughs> yeah. the world that we've been asked to believe in this. this, this right. Like it, it's fine when her knowing Kung Fu is like a metaphor in a scene, you know, Sure. Like where, yeah. Where it's just like this scene feels like these two people are fighting with Kung Fu, but they're really not. But like, that's how it feels. Yeah. And so it's heightened and whatever. But this is literally agents coming after them because like some would be terrorists, like switch bags with Daisy at the airport. It's such a yeah. Like it's I, actually part of the plot. And I think that's why it doesn't work as well as if it was like a some sort of like visual metaphor or something mm-hmm. like it has always been in the past on the yeah. show. Like, Oh, like when, when these characters are in this or are, are, are being encountered by the, the government, they would see it as matrix agents. Yes. Right. Yeah. That, exactly. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having them literally being matrix agents feels weird to me. Uh, but in any event, um, the other stuff, though, the stuff I love, uh, yes. I love the callback of Skip to the End. Um, just like. So, yeah, let's Daisy. talk about let, let's talk about post vacation Daisy, post eat, pray, love Daisy. Yeah. Well, OK, so we had um, we had uh, George on a while back. Uh, he made reference to the fact that, like, it bothers him that series two Daisy is so fit because he was just like, oh, yeah, typical you know, television star thing of just like, oh yeah, your show was popular and now you need to go and lose some weight. Um, right. You're Which not like a proper star. I, I uh, but I don't, I, I don't think that I, I don't think that's what was going on here. Personally. I'm glad you brought that, that up because I always, I've, that's been in my craw for, I mean, I, I, I don't agree with that. Let, let's leave it at that. And I, 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 I regret not being more 
affirmative with my disagreement with that, but that's just me being like a like a, a weak dude. I don't know, but like I don't I don't know. I I I I guess I I don't know. I I, I just don't think it's any of our business what this actress decided to do or not do with her body mm-hmm. or hair in between and, like the two years of, 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 of these seasons. I, I agree. And I, I don't think, I, I think the show deals with it in like a really funny, charming way, you know, where there's a practical reason, like she went on vacation and, and some people just lose but, weight when they're, she, when they go on a trip, like especially. Some, and also Asia's a super like, you know, humid place and. Yeah, well, and 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 she's poor, so she probably went backpacking. Yeah, kind of vacation, not like not like a proper vacation, you know, like mm-hmm. a like like an actual like you know adventuring kind of vacation. Like, but Airbnb, then also yeah. like, but but then also she comes back and like Marsha's just like, oh, you you really uh, let yourself yeah. go, huh? Most like, people <laughs> lose weight when they're on vacation, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just. I don't know. Like I, I, I like all that. So like, it's, yeah. It's so whatever. I'm, I'm glad what you brought you, what it up you, because what do you think yeah. about all of that, Naomi? Well, you know, she did learn martial arts while she was there, right? That's <laughs> right. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> maybe it was like a Batman Begins situation. Like maybe she was in like the League of Shadows for like a few weeks. She's like the she's the new Rachel Ghoul. Plus, with the whole when, when you reinvent yourself, you like to change everything. And then, mm-hmm. so maybe she's like, I'm going to change my diet and I'm going to eat off the land and I'm going to yeah. yoga. And I also feel yeah. like that, and that is a very human thing of like, oh, like when I'm, I'm going to be gone for a while, when I come back, I'm just going to look so much. Like that's always the fantasy, you know? Okay. Yeah. It's, I'll have all of the right haircut. I'll be like significantly more in shape and I won't make a big deal out of it. And people will be like, oh, Nick, are you? I'm like, what? I didn't even notice. I've just been in it. And like all of that <laughs> is so, all of that is so something Daisy would be thinking about. Like while having this life changing, life affirming trip to Asia, she would also be thinking about like, well, what's my re-entrance going to be like? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, she was there and it was like, oh, yeah, that, I, yeah, I have got a tan, Casper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm just, I don't know. I'm kind of, I, I, I call her summer Daisy. I don't know if it carries on through yeah. the rest of the, but I, I don't know. I, I just like her look in this episode. Yeah, I think so too. And well, and I like, and I, I just, I don't know. Like when, when I see her in this season, it's very, it's the, it's, it's a very sort of, and I, and I, and I'm pretty sure she was still Jessica Stevenson here, but I, I, she looks like Jessica Hines in the second series, you know, like when I think of Jessica Hines, this is who I'm picturing. But when I think about Jessica Stevenson, I'm picturing season one Daisy. Does that make right. sense? Like Doctor Who era, like that's Jessica Hines. Hines. Yeah, right. Daisy coming back from vacation. Like, I, I just like the sort of letdown of just like the like, you know, the world didn't end while you were gone. Like they all just carried on. Moving. And yeah. Yeah, everything, every just thing kept going, and she just feels a little like, man, like I, I was, I was gone. Like you guys didn't miss me, and it's like, yeah, they missed you, but you know, they, their lives kept um, going. Marsha <laughs> is, I mean, Marsha is taking care of Colin. Oh, Colin. I that, really that scene <laughs> where 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 Marsha is like giving him wine and cigarettes, is... <laughs> just in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Colin's such a good dog. He like turns his head away. <laughs> no cigarettes for me, thank you. I'm a good dog. I'm gonna live till like oh nine. Oh, Colin. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, Twist and Brian are full speed ahead. Yes. Uh, that's that's an understatement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I really, I really like how, I just like that it's real. I just like, I, I like that Brian has to deal with being happy. It's not like fake. Right. And he's to not, me, I, he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to handle it. Cause that's not, that's not his normal, uh, setting experience setting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I and do, I think, I do really and, like that. and I relate to that a lot too, because I, I know that's a problem that I've had. <laughs> In mm-hmm. in my life is like wait a second, like 
Mm-hmm. This isn't right. What am I like? What am I pushing up against? Right. What's keeping me down? Uh, we also get our first um, as as uh, as as Naomi brought up earlier. Uh, we get our first instance of uh, of Tim uh, dealing with his own feelings <laughs> on uh, the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yes, he's so extra. I love it. I know. <laughs> Is it's ah, it's just and like it's just the irony and we brought this up a couple of times um <laughs> the irony of of Lucasfilm loving space series 1 and all the star wars references so much that they gave them the full catalog of music and sound effects and then they use it for, for this season <laughs> Yeah, for this season where they just shit on the Phantom Menace the whole season. And then Simon uh. Peck still gets cast in Star Wars, like. Yeah. Yeah. There's privilege oh, for God. you. It's so great. I just man, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's and there's there's a few like shot for shot Star Wars things uh this uh this season that are just oh man, like chef kiss good. Um, and this is, this is definitely one of them. Oh, and then one, we, we missed this last week. Uh, but there was that great quote that I found very charming because it's obvious, like, you know, Jessica, Jessica Hines just doesn't really care about Star Wars, you know, like she's just like, yeah, it's a movie I saw. And so there's that quote that she does in 107 where, uh, she says, um, when Tim is going to leave after she has unsuccessfully talked him out of, uh, meeting with Sarah, She's just like, yeah, well, you know, take care of yourself. I guess that's what you're good at. Um, yeah, and that's and which is like a quote, like the Princess Leia quote from uh, from from Star Wars. And I, what I love about the way that she does it is that she doesn't like perform it properly. So she's not really like she's not saying the line like Princess Leia says it. She's just being like, yeah, I guess that's what you're best at, isn't it? Like just not, she's not really doing the prince. She's not quoting Princess Leia, but like it's obviously supposed to be that, and it's just, uh, it's just it's very charming to see. Because then, like in the world of spaced, you're just watching Daisy like try like one last thing of getting Tim's attention, which is like let's use a Star Wars quote, but she doesn't do it properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I don't know. I just loved everything about Tim. That. Definitely strikes um, me as the kind of guy who I. Like what my one of my biggest pet peeves is people quoting things incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Or if they if you can't do the impression, just quote it. Don't try the impression because it it's even worse when the impression's bad. Uh huh. I don't know why it's yeah. the worst. I like finding out if I can do it while I'm doing it, <laughs> <laughs> and then regretting. Uh, yeah, oh, like no. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do a Nicole Kidman, but I'm gonna find out. Yeah. I want that bear. See, I don't know if that was. <laughs> I don't know if that was good or not. What? It's, it's Paddington. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't get you. Reference. Her most I iconic role. I guess there's a reason why we're writing partners. I understood that. I understood that was a Paddington pair reference. No. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, Tim's just dealing with uh, Phantom Menace feelings. Um, and Which I, is and I real. also, like, yeah. yeah. And I, well, and I also love that Daisy's just like, it wasn't that bad. And he just like, <laughs> ring, just ring. skin is crawling. <laughs> so uh, I have a question because, I mean, I, I feel like this is such a, I don't know, I, I, I have you two here and I want to, I want to get your, what, what can you think of, can you think of a time when you have been as hurt by a, a a piece of media, be it a, a movie or an album or a show, that you were as mad as betrayed as as Tim feels. I don't know. I'm I'm usually pretty open minded. That I can't really, and Mind a lot of times, yeah. like I'm, I'm so open minded that usually things that come around to being universally bad, I don't realize until after the fact. Like, oh, I guess that wasn't very good, was it? Um. Like, it it takes me a few times seeing something to get, like, a critical, you know, thing. Because, like, you know, if if you listen to, you know, one of my 
the first podcast I ever did, we reviewed Superman Returns, and I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And and then I look back on it, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not a great movie. And the mm-hmm. same thing with, like, X3. I remember having a conversation with my co-host at the time and just being like, oh, thank God. Like, we thought this was going to be a train wreck, and it wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, and, I- and, yeah, no, no, it was. It was a train wreck. <laughs> oh, gosh. I remember-, I remember being pretty peeved about Last Airbender. Oh, that's the one. Yes. I wasn't, that's the yeah. I um I worked in a cinema, the first cinema I worked at when Last Airbender came out and uh, we had to wait for staff meetings like at three in the morning sometimes. But I wouldn't be having mm-hmm. any tra- uh, buses or anything. So I watched three movies in a row. I say watch very loosely because the last airbender I just literally lay down in the front row and slept the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Because it was that good. <laughs> I also had a friend. I went to go see it, and um, his name was Dallas. And he fell asleep while they were in the Earthbender stuff. Mm. And then he woke up during when they were at the Air Temple, and he. I just heard him go like, "Ah, oh, no, nope, nope." And he like gets up and like was like in the lobby on his phone for the last like thirty minutes. <laughs> oh wow. He's like, nope. I I told myself I would at least sleep through it, and if I can't even do that, I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's the one for me. I think I think I think you're I I think you hit hit it the nail on the head. I think it was Last Airbender is the one that I can remember, literally walking out of the theater and just being like, what the f- what the hell was that? What did I just watch? Jesus. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Do you no, remember do you one, one, Naomi? I'm think I'm trying to think. I'm not sure it's been quite that Tim's level of I need to burn everything related to this um, sort of thing. <laughs> who, but, um, who whose is who whoever? <laughs> um, yeah, I do know that the unnecessary sequels that have come out like ten years after the other ones right. in their sets, like Indiana Jones Four. What was that? Sure, um, yeah, sure. I was just about on board with it right up until the interdimensional alien people. And then I was like, why? Yeah. I dealt with your CGI gophers and <laughs> that random sequence with Shia LaBeouf and the monkeys. But uh, I'm sorry, CGI, CGI gophers <laughs> is so much more charming with a British accent. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't CGI know gophers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I I wanna I wanna <laughs> hug the way that you said CGI gophers. I don't know why. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway. Uh. Yeah. No. I I, I I I I don't disagree. I think I think there was I think there was okay stuff in there, and then and then yeah, the ending's not. The ending's they jumped super the shark. Weird. They just jumped the shark. They just jumped it. Yeah. Way over it. Yeah. I also, on the similar vein, like the Mummy Three. Sure. Like, if you can't get Rachel Weiss to come back, don't make the movie. Oh right. yeah, they did that really don't weird. Don't her. They did that weird thing where they implied that it was always Maria Bello and that Rachel Weiss was just like a character in the books. Yeah. Which I thought was really weird. <laughs> that was super weird. Because yeah. you made me yeah. resent Maria Bello, which is like I thought was impossible. <laughs> but I know. Um. Yeah, I mean, as far as like something that was bad enough to make me like burn all of the things, I I don't I don't I can't think of a I don't I can't think of an example uh, like that. Um, I remember wanting to quit the Doctor's Companion after the wedding of River Song. Yeah, I remember being like, bad. "Why are we Why are we doing this? Or how much How much worse is it going to get before we just we before we just stop?" Yeah. Well, you weren't a host on that. Then no, I meant listening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I think I'm gonna stop listening to Scott's. <laughs> um, it was the podcast episode that was bad, not the not the show. <laughs> yeah, that was like, you guys show. really dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, Dark Knight Rises. That did it for me. Oh, interesting. See, I, I, I will still defend Dark Knight Rises. I think it's flawed, but I like it. Yeah, no, I don't at all. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it has a redeeming factor about it. Um, so I, I, I really, you know, the best thing that that movie brought was like the Bane voice, um, of course, because that level of that was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. It's so 
one to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I love, I love, uh, I love the Bane voice, but that's, that's it. Uh, um, everything else to... about that movie was terrible. And I walked out not liking it and, mm-hmm. uh, was upsetting everyone around me, uh, because I was the only one who didn't. And that was, and I'm usually the positivity guy. And so that was a weird experience for me. Mm-hmm. I'm always yeah. that's always the that's always the the gamble for me in going with a group is like I might be the odd man out. Like I might be the only one that likes or doesn't like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do find I'm that one person who likes the thing. And like people are like, Oh, it's the worst thing that's ever existed. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I'd probably watch it another two, three times. Yeah. By choice. Yeah. I guess yeah. I've just seen Scott knows this. I've 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 willingly exposed myself to some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I feel like I feel like I feel like my I don't know, like I'll see like um like Pirates 4 and I'm like, well, I mean, everyone knew their lines. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, Johnny Depp didn't, but I mean, like everyone that wasn't Johnny Depp knew his lines. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, I I purposely watch a lot of bad movies as well. Like I I, what I like doing is discovering an actor and then going for their entire backlog, like back catalog of like all their previous works. Because when I see that they've made bad stuff, it gives me hope for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's nice to know that everyone has to pay their dues. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Well, because I've seen I've seen everything Simon Pegg's been in, and uh, it's. <laughs> it's interesting watching him like the movies that he's a lead in outside of the the Edgar Wright canon um you know they're always super small movies and they're usually like slightly generic you know like, like he, oh he's overweight and he needs to go run a marathon okay i guess we're oh, making i love a- run fat boy run <laughs> i love it yeah no i love run fat boy run it's comfort i love I, I love yeah exactly it's comfort food the way that Cuban Fury is comfort food which is uh, not the first time we brought that movie up either um, Nick Frost's starring role as a Nick Cuban, Frost's uh, Run Fat Boy Run yeah exactly yeah dance Fat Boy dance yeah um, <laughs> uh, yeah no like I I love those movies but it it is interesting seeing because like if anyone else was in either of those movies those movies wouldn't be good. Yeah, it's it. It just shows you like how much a a credible actor can heighten material to sometimes a degree that the the material doesn't necessarily deserve. Yeah, I mean, uh, all all all. I mean, I trust both of you, so I'll admit this. I I saw Transformers Five in the theater, and um, Anthony Hopkins is just having such a ball in that in his role that like you kind of start to have fun with him. Like <laughs> his, his, his first scene in the movie is uh, he get he has like a dramatic close up. He's like, Oh, steel should the robots are coming and we have to turn the tide against humanity. And then he like turns it in and he has like a robot Butler named Cogman. <laughs> oh he's, my he's, God. Are you kidding me? I'm not absolutely hundred percent being serious. His name is Cogman. <laughs> And he's voiced by uh, Mr. Carson from Downton Abbey. Oh, um, boy. And half the movie is him. like a Laurel and Hardy routine. Like, you stupid robot, I'll hit your bones. And he's like, oh, you fucking asshole. Because it's a Michael Bay movie. And that's how <laughs> everyone talks to each other. just with pure hate. <laughs> oh. Because um, that's how he sees the world, you guys. Uh, pure hate. Yeah, through pure jingoistic hate. But the opposite of jingoistic hate uh, is uh, spaced. Well, I, I I find it interesting. So so John Sim, this was prior to Life on Mars, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, a good good two or three years before, at least. I'm trying to think how old I was when when Life on Mars came out. I think that was like 2005. Okay. So just before, just before him playing the master, basically, a couple years before that is when. Oh, Life on Mars. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, it came out before he was the master. Okay, so so yeah, because I I found it interesting that like you know this is this is John Sim, but he doesn't have a single line of dialogue. He just <laughs> chews on a toothpick and grins. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah. it. That's all he does. I mean, he was in movies and stuff before this. He was in TV shows before this. He was like fairly well known. That's so, so interesting. Yeah, no. They just decided, let's not have him speak. That would be fun. Yeah, that's so weird. Um, <laughs> and I, But I do love that Daisy thinks that she finds a connection with someone just because uh, they, don't, they don't speak. And so she can just talk all she wants. <laughs> and like, Oh, you know, you meet those people and they just go on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I do love like John Sim being like a, I don't know. What do you guys think he is? Is he like an eco terrorist? Like, what's his he, deal? I was getting super like Bruce Willis and Twelve Monkeys vibes from him. Oh, you think he's a you think he's a time time traveler? Yeah, I think he's a time traveling terrorist. Oh, okay. <laughs> that checks out. I mean, he does play the master, yeah. so yeah. that checks mm-hmm. out. <laughs> Guys, there were two Who alumni in this episode. It's true. It's true. Well, haven't I? More of them have been on than just them, right? Oh yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. Have any of the have any of the core cast been on Sherlock? On Sherlock? Yeah. I mean, Doctor Who, Doctor. Oh yeah, yeah, Doctor Who. We have Simon like, yeah, Pegg has, I think. Simon Pegg. Yeah. Nick yeah. Frost. Yeah. Ni- yeah. Nick Frost was Santa Claus, of course. Yeah. Um, Saint Nicholas. Has John Sim been on Sherlock though? No, I don't think so. That'd have been good. Yeah, you could there have been a smart, been a lot of, uh, been a smart been a white lot. guy that knows all the answers. There hasn't been a lot of Doctor Who crossover with uh, with Sherlock. Um, sure, just in general, I don't think. I think like just Mark Gatiss. I think that's it. I guess I don't know. I guess the worry is that it would feel too like fan casty. I guess. No, actually, I think it's the opposite. I think they they want the fans to think they have a door left open for a crossover because. They're, you know, oh, because they're, it hasn't happened yet. Got it. Right, because it hasn't happened yet. So they're they're being. I think they like being pandery on Sherlock. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, just like they're um, like really pandery to all the shippers. Uh, yeah. I just have opinions about Moffat. Well, <laughs> I think we He's all gone do. soon, though, right? I think we yeah. all do. <laughs> to know Moffat is to have opinions about Moffat. Yeah, it's true. Um. But uh, yeah. although although the more I learn about Mark Gatiss, the more I'm realizing that a lot of those things about Sherlock that people say are Moffat's fault aren't and are actually Gatiss. Uh, Gatiss, uh, yeah. Because remember that whole thing with the um, this last season, the one on Mars that he wrote? Oh, you weren't in that episode. It was just me and Cass, wasn't it? Um, the uh, The Mars episode this past season of Doctor Who. I haven't watched this they recent season. Mars? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> when did they go to Mars? I, I, I gave up on these things. They went to Mars and the caves of Mars. And the queen of the. Oh yeah, the 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 Slovene. The uh... yeah. No, not the Slovene. Um, the uh, ice warriors. Um, ice, yeah, the uh, the ice queen and everything. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, so so yeah. So there was that whole thing where uh, they were casting it and they were they were casting uh, the actors because it was set in the late 1800s yeah kind of like the roger kipling right and the and the and the people who were in the british army in that episode they cast them uh very uh racially diverse and gatis was like no 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 they're supposed to be all white that's that was historical that's what it was like in history all white people only white people were in the thing and somebody was just basically like Dude, it's it's Doctor Who. Like, why? Like, what? Like, what does it matter? <laughs> um. So, so I, I, I honestly, I think that he's the one who's doing like the weird stuff on Sherlock, much more so than maybe even Moffat is. Um. But uh, yeah, that mm-hmm. I heard that story and that really bothered me like a lot. <laughs> a, a lot of stuff bothers me with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, yeah. Just like trying to tight lip it so I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Gnomes, um, we would love to have you on uh, 
on on Doctor's Companion soon. Yeah, I have not watched Doctor Who in a few seasons. I mean, we're do we're doing old stuff right now, so. Um, How old is old? I mean, we're doing the really old stuff, but then also the the we're RTV doing every stuff. Yeah, so, um, we're doing yeah, all of the all of the doctors except for twelve currently because we can't revisit twelve until his his tenure's over. So, um, yeah. we do uh, one through eleven. Yeah, one through eleven. Um, anyway, uh, so. Two two great moments with Mike. I love that you can't play pool with Mike because he just wins with his first shot. Yeah, because <laughs> um, he's he's a good shot. And then I love the joke. The, yeah. It's it's a stupid joke, but it makes me laugh every time of him just being like, "Well, gonna go point the pink pistol at the porcelain bullseye or whatever." And then when he returns from the bathroom, he's <laughs> he holding a pink, a pink pistol. pistol. Yeah, there's a lot of great. I I really I really like um I really like Mike saving Tim again. Mm-hmm. Um, we get we we get a Timmy, 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 and yeah. Oh 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 he, oh. And the, when when he's catching up with Daisy, and he's like, yeah, things have been not going great with my mom. You know, we've and also like, what what is it? Like he shot a BB up a dog's asshole. Yeah, a, a cat. A cat. Cats. Yeah. Yeah. His mom's cat. Yeah. 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 Um, and well, and then you get you do get uh, what I do love about the Star Wars thing is that um, there's a there's a dichotomy going on with uh, with with Tim about how he is angry about the prequel Star Wars, but you can tell that it hasn't ruined Star Wars for him because he still makes Star Wars references. Um, like when they walk in the room and the agents are in the room and Brian is just like there waiting for them, and he calls him a Lando. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Lando. Uh, so I like. I just Which, I like that. I don't think that was Brian's fault. I don't think he's a Lando <laughs> for letting them in. I think no, that was some but, heavy wording. Uh, sure. I mean, I Lando just, lied to to Han's face that that they were safe in Cloud City. Right. Um, the videotape, uh, so Marsha, Marsha finds uh, the, the, the bag switch on the videotape and comes into the situation knowing absolutely nothing. And yet, like, I don't, when did she learn about any of this? Like, she just comes in knowing the entire situation with evidence to prove that Daisy is innocent. Yeah, that was, <laughs> again, just kind of like, it, 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 this episode almost kind of feels like a dream. Yeah, it does. And then uh, when she throws, I love the 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 movement of her throwing the tape at Brian and him tipping back in the chair. You <laughs> like almost um, smashed his head open during that shot. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a it's a rough one. Uh, but I I just I really love all of that, and I just love that it's a it's a videotape. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm like, I just, even in the time this was filmed, that was an old ass camera. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Daisy, Daisy, just skipping around John Sim while holding the camera was pretty amazing. It was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do love though that that she was watching Daisy's tape. Like, like everyone's been like, "Oh, I'm gonna fall asleep," or "Oh, yay!" But she genuinely watches it because it's important to Daisy. And I love that. Oh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I mean, I look. I we, we talked a little bit about this in the previous episode, but I just, I, I just have a full on crush on Marsha Klein now. Uh-huh. I just think she's such a good friend, and yeah. I just want her to. I just want her daughter to be able to like communicate with her better. <laughs> well, I think, I think she's just. Um... It it feels very much like a good girlfriend thing to do of, of like where we're like you know guys are stupid and and are are like I don't I don't care about your vacation video and I'm gonna fall asleep. Uh, it just feels like a very like dumb twenty something guy thing to do. Whereas like Marsha's just like yeah, yeah I like care you, what you, you went through. Like yeah, let's, I'm gonna, let's check I'm gonna, this out. I'm, I'm going to be hella wine drunk while I do it, but I'm going to I'm yeah. going to watch it. Well, and I think too to a certain extent she's, you know, living a little vicariously through that because she can't go on trips and things. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's like, got she Amber to, to know... deal with and and she's a landlady and yeah. you know, it's 
can I can I can I, can I say something as as a as a as a dude and I but I just I've noticed this and I want to know Naomi or listeners whoever wants to I don't know I, I I think there's something so specific about the friendship between like an older woman and like a younger woman that I re- mm-hmm. I don't really see a lot with men or guys mm-hmm. and I just wonder if that just I don't know like I I, I like the, the friendship between Marsha and Daisy is something that I have seen in real life a lot but it's only been between women and I, I guess mm-hmm. I'm, that that I don't know that just popped into my head just now. Yeah. I I mean there there are like uh I listen to my favorite murder and that's that's the um Oh, I've heard that's really good. Yeah, oh, it's great. And that's that's the that's the dichotomy between uh Georgia and Karen on that show is that, you know, Karen comes from the same uh like comedy crew like she was on um, Mr. Show like back in Oh, the day. okay. So she's she's, she's a vet. Yeah, she's a vet, and then Georgia is uh, a little a little newer, and and you know, kind of get just gotten into comedy in the past like ten years. So she's like a little younger. I think she's mid mid to late thirties, and then Karen is like late forties or something like that. So oh, so they have that sort of dichotomy too. Um, and I yeah, you're right. Like I, you never see that with guys because with guys it's always like mentor mentee. Mm-hmm. Like they, like, like they have mm-hmm. to, they, they have to have, it's almost like men have to like pull rank on each other. Like, it's really weird. Um, boys are stupid. Yeah. Um, you do that with I me all the time. I was thinking like the close, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking the closest thing I can think of to one of like that kind of relationship between two guys and like the media. I've been watching Suits recently mm. and the, the main characters in that is like a 20 something guy and a guy who's like mid to late thirties who does he is brings him on as like a mentor kind of person but they do become very good friends mm-hmm. and it's odd because there's like a weird line where it's like are they like brothers is it like a mentor thing mm-hmm. does he want to be his dad because sometimes it's like like mike comes in with a black eye and harvey's like who did it i'm gonna kick his ass i'm like okay cool scott mm, if i don't I, know what's going on scott if i came in with a black eye would you would you beat up whoever did it yeah i think so okay <laughs> that's good i'm <laughs> glad to know that um but but let's be clear it's because you're my boyfriend um yeah i don't think we have a mentor mentee that's somehow that no. feels doesn't feel entirely <laughs> honest yeah uh but uh i i think um <laughs> you're my work husband um yeah i i i, I oh i was just gonna say i was like I, it's just my kingdom for uh the the trip with Daisy and Marsha, like in character oh, as Daisy yeah. and Marsha, but like just doing the trip, like oh my god, know, yeah, like freaking, um, like like snatched, but like with the well, except except it goes well, but yeah, like why didn't Daisy just bring Marsha with her to to Asia? That would have been amazing. I don't, I don't know. No, no, no. And I, I mean, literally the trip, like the the show. Oh. Oh, cool. Like them, like going to restaurants and yeah, them going to restaurants and just drinking wine and chatting. <laughs> yeah. Marsha can talk they can bond. Like Marsha can talk about what like her daughter was like when she was yeah. younger. Yeah. Ugh. That would be amazing. And twist. I don't know. All three of them. I don't know. Uh, uh see, t- I, I don't okay. like, I don't, I don't like what twist brings to the equation. Um, right. Twist would kind of make everyone self-conscious. Well, it she would one make everything about her, which is cute in small doses, but I don't think I could watch a whole show like that. Um, right. And 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 two, uh, Marsha and her are are too diametrically opposed. I think. I think you could do like an mm-hmm. episode where they run into to to Twist and have an episode with Twist where she like joins them for a meal or something. I don't mm-hmm. think I'd want to watch a whole thing about that. Um, but I will, however, be uh, pitching this to Channel Four uh, next year, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Boom. <laughs> so, I so, Naomi, you, so you you watched the show pretty early on, comparatively to when a lot of like people in the West or people in like in North America watched it. So, w- what's been your relationship with Spaced as you've? come of age now like kind of wanting to be like a like a writer performer you know yeah so I, I watched it first time as a teenager without having any of other other work in mind at that point and then obviously things like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz happened and then I got like the box set of Spaced and when I rewatched it that's when like I was like oh 
you can see how they have taken this and blown it up. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's mm-hmm. interesting to watch as a piece of um, like a work in progress sort of thing. I like being able to yeah. see where people have like started and yeah, grown from, and yeah. how they've developed it and made it more cohesive, and and now they're just internationally mm-hmm. known. Yeah, people. it's like going back to like an early album. I think is what I always equate it to. Mm. Oh, like I was. Um, uh, I'm getting my headshots done, and the place mm-hmm. where I've got, got them done, they've got a whole the whole wall is plastered with like headshots that have been signed by like actors who are working in Vancouver, and there's like Seth Rogen and uh, Ryan Reynolds pictures up there, but it's like their first headshots, so they're like really squishy, mm-hmm. and it's you can tell it's them, but it's they're just so like you don't know anything yet. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't know if no, I'm making any it's, sense. It's, <laughs> no, you are. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a really cool. It's been a really cool. I, I'm I'm really glad that we did start with this going into Shaun of the Dead. I feel like it's going to augment the conversation in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, is there is there a is there a part in uh, in 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 Shaun of the Dead that you uh, you you have something uh, you want to talk about that we can bring you back for? Oh gosh, there's so many things in Shaun of the Dead. It'd be surprise me. <laughs> like okay, All it's right. like the whole mirroring of him being like on his whole morning routine and then like doing it again and not knowing anything's wrong. There's the <laughs> <laughs> the whole leaving the pub. Da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, the record section is always a good time. True. With Mary. Uh, yeah. It's really, I mean, the whole movie's good. Yeah. So there's so a lot of options. Just, it's just no. a movie made up of fantastic moments. It's true. It's very true. Uh, okay. Well, do uh, you have any, any uh, closing thoughts on space before we, uh, before we wrap up here? No, I'm all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. <laughs> Um, well, uh, yeah, so I guess, I guess that, uh, that wraps us up here. We'll be back in a couple of days for the second episode of series two. Um, but, uh, in the meantime, if you're on Facebook, go to the Cornetto minute listeners pub, uh, where we all, uh, we all hang out and, uh, drink, uh, you know, Facebook beer and, uh, chat about, uh, Edgar Wright and, and all of those sorts of things. Uh, mm-hmm. so if you want to talk about the spaced episodes or, or if you want to defend the, uh, the, the matrix moments in this, uh, in this episode, yeah. um, if you're Mark Gatiss, you want to give us a ring. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, let us know and, uh, we'll be happy to talk to you about it. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, the Cornetto minute listeners pub on Facebook and, uh, we'll be back in a couple of days with episode two Oh two. Bye. 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 Bye.